Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Be excited, it's Christmas! Life 107.5 Okay, so you have this thing that is important to you and valuable. And then you have this person that is important to you and valuable, Mm -hmm. obviously. The problem is, is the person is, ooh, you know, right around 16. They're your kid and they're a fairly new driver. Oh, I see where this is going. And the thing that is valuable is your vehicle. Yep. And when you put the two of them together, you have what happened to my friend. What happened to my friend last night, my my friend from small group pulls up to church and he's got a different vehicle. I'm like, what's up? He's like, well, that's my daughter's vehicle. I said, why are you driving your daughter's vehicle? Well, she has mine. It's like causing me a little bit of consternation, though, because I know she's driving around in my vehicle. Yep. Which is valuable to me. And he said, I, I kind of had a sense that it might not be a good thing. <laughs> when we switched vehicles, she got in mine. <laughs> she had to do a little bit of a Yui, you know, to get back on the right path and go where she needed to go after school and he said and I stood there and I watched her and all of a sudden my vehicle all but disappeared into probably a pothole or oh something boy. like that and he said he said <laughs> my vehicle disappeared and then it popped back up and then before the wheels even hit the ground I felt my phone buzz I picked up my phone and she had texted me sorry <laughs> At that point, do you text back and say, that's the last text you send while driving my car? exactly. Please. Exactly. You didn't even finish being in an accident and you'd already apologized for it. It always happens when you're in your father or mother's car. It does. I mean, it's the thing. It's the thing that happened when you were in your parents' car. We were probably 15. I have a twin brother and I, and my mom wanted me to start our car. And I had no interest in driving whatsoever, didn't want anything to do with it. And I told her I didn't want to start the car. And she got so upset and made me start the car. And I said, fine, I will start the car. And I got in, turned the key, put my foot on the clutch. (laughs) And so I started the car. I said, there, it started. Went to get out, took my foot off the clutch. Oh, boy. And it went straight forward. Through my grandma's garage door. No! Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> I looked in my rearview mirror to see my entire family standing in the driveway laughing their heads off. Oh, no. Let me guess. You drive an automatic, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Did it ever happen to you? You get this chance to drive your parents' car and then something bad happens. When I got this chance to drive my father's Peugeot and we are not people that have fancy cars okay we're farmers back in the 80s he let me drive to school the last day and I was going to scoop the loop just one time and there was a had hot summer day or hot spring day I suppose you might say and they were throwing water balloons and they threw one right at the windshield and it shattered the entire windshield. Oh, no! The water balloon did it? A water balloon did it, yes. Oh, no! Hot, and then the cold water balloon. And so there was no denying what had happened. You had scooped your community loop. <laughs> just one time. Just one. It got that. Just one. One little yeah. scoop. So you just never know what's going to happen when you take your parents' car. It's what we're saying. It's true. 
You never know. <laughs> the first thing that my friend's daughter did when she took her dad's car away from him because hers was having a problem was she immediately almost completely disappeared into a pothole, <laughs> came up on the other side and texted him, sorry, because that's what happens that one time you took your parents' car. So we want to know what happened when you took your parents' car. Can we actually talk about... When the husband takes the car. Sure. Oh, I'm liking this. So my husband and I had been married for about four months, and he decides to drive my car. Hmm. And we go downtown to a restaurant on a Saturday night. So it's busy. There's not parking spots anywhere. I am advocating that we just park in the parking garage. He's like, no, no, no. We'll find a spot close. That way you don't have to walk. I think he was trying to be a gentleman. But (laughs) after we part, we have a nice, lovely dinner, and we come back out, and there's no car. No, it's not. It's been towed. Oh, boy. I (laughs) had never been more upset with my wonderful, (laughs) loving husband. So we call the tow company to find out that we only have 15 minutes to be able to get the car out of car jail. What? Before they're closed for the weekend. Oh! We walked the two and a half miles (gasps) to the car pound to be able to get the car out of car jail. When was the next time you allowed him to drive your car? He's not driven my car. (laughs) (laughs) Nor is he allowed to pick the parking. Oh, everybody comes down the stairs. Everybody sits around the tree. Everybody's looking expectantly. But how do you do it? How do you actually go through the gift-giving process? One at a time. Mm. Um, because if everybody does it all at once, there's paper everywhere, and things get thrown away that you don't want thrown away. Oh. <laughs> Has that happened? Well, yeah. 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 So one at a time, and then throw away the paper, and then open the next gift, whomever is next in line. Next in line. Um, You're a clean-as-you-go family. Well, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. So it's Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. It's that time. Everybody gets up and goes around the tree. All of those beautiful gifts are wrapped there. Then what do you do? You got to open them somehow. And every family, I think, has a different way of going about the opening of the presents. You got a system, Deb? Our gifts don't have names on them. When I wrap them, I number them. So nobody knows whose is whose. So are you the only one that knows what number corresponds with what person? Yes. Wow. So people can't go under the Christmas tree before and like shake their gift and be like, oh, this one's totally for me. Exactly. It started with my mom and dad. My mom, when my brother and I were little and I decided to carry it on when I had my family and now I got grandkids. And you have to keep track of all of those numbers. Yeah. That's wow. intense. I love that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and work. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Okay. It's so worth it. Here at Life 107.1, when we did our staff gift exchange, <laughs> it became apparent that everybody is used to a different process of unwrapping gifts. I mean, every every family, I think, does it just a little bit different. We just kind of sat and stared at each other for a second. Like, okay, who d- does somebody start? Do we all go at once? I know. What do we what do? We do? And it reminded us that 
Your family does it different from the family next door. Everybody has a different process for unwrapping gifts. How does your family do it, Terry? My kids are 25 and 28, and we read the Christmas story first. Yep. <laughs> then we do youngest to oldest <laughs> in a circle. Well, nice. we have a two-year-old grandbaby, so she gets to go first. Of course mm-hmm. she does. And then we've got my daughter, my daughter's boyfriend, my daughter, then me, then my husband. <laughs> and we do it one at a time. I love that. And dad will always be last. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that takes the best pictures. Oh, well, there you go. To capture all the cuteness. And with a two-year-old, I bet you this year she goes first, she goes last, she goes the most. Yep. Yeah, she's spoiled rotten. <laughs> <laughs> As she should be. Yes. Awesome. And it all culminates in the family being around the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. And all those beautiful Christmas presents are there. But what's your process for opening them? For the children, 18 and under, we do youngest to oldest. But then once you're 18, you join the guy-girl gift. So all the guys in the family go and get a gift that other guys would like and girls do the same. And then we do each group at a time, but we read stories that have a bunch of left and right. And whatever one you end up holding is the gift you get. That sounds like fun! And there's always this very horrible smelling soap that my (laughs) uncle, who is in the army, brought home. And so someone gets the soap every year. And then they have to pass it to the next person. Simple question on the table Are you a sneaker? Are you a shaker? Or are you a waiter? (laughs) <laughs> We're talking about when the Christmas presents are under the tree. Yeah. Are you one of those people who will sneak because you know in your home somewhere are gifts that somebody has hidden because they want to give them to you for mm-hmm. Christmas? Or you just like sneak a little look-see. Someone hasn't really secured mm-hmm. the package very well. Maybe oh, it's yeah. in a bag and you just kind of shift some of that tissue paper out of the way. See what's in there. So that's your sneaker. And then you've got the shakers. And you sure hope the shaker doesn't get anything breakable. (laughs) Exactly. Or it'll be a shake and break. (laughs) And then you've got the waiters, the people who are very happy to wait and enjoy the surprise on Christmas morning. These are your more mature, enlightened human beings that just love to have a big surprise on Christmas morning. I hope you know that I'm a waiter and you just said I'm mature. Well, I'm a waiter, and I'm definitely mature. (laughs) These are usually traits that you developed in your youth. That's true. They're they're baked into your personality. (laughs) Are you a sneaker, a shaker, or a waiter when it comes to Christmas presents? I don't mean to sneak, but my husband, he'll hide them in plain sight, so it's it's not my fault. (laughs) And, like, any time I order a present for him, I... (laughs) It's so funny... I can't wait. I'm a golden retriever. I just, I buy it, it shows up, and he immediately gets it. (laughs) That's awesome. I love True Confessions time on Mornings with Taylor and Jen. So the true confession that we would love for you to uh, fess up on is, are you a sneaker, a shaker, or a waiter when it comes to Christmas presents? Pretty much a waiter, but this one Christmas... My dad had hinted that I was going to get a pool cue. Ooh. And I shared that with people that I played pool with, the pool hall. You know, well, he must have found out that I was sharing this. 
And so Christmas Eve, we got to open one present. And there was one present under the tree that looked about the size that it could have been <laughs> the pool cue. It was, of course, the largest present there. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was in a box, you know, whatever. It was a little bit oversized. Christmas Eve, we get to open this present. And I rip open the, the wrapping paper, and I get to the present, and the present is a pooper scooper. <laughs> Not much so, of a pool cue, is it, John? No, no, it wasn't. So we go all the way through Christmas morning, opening all the presents. Not a pool cue to be found. Oh, no. no. My dad had hit it underneath the couch. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It, it, essentially to teach me a lesson of, hey... Even though you may be anticipating this, yeah. it may not be there. Don't count your chickens, John. Don't count your pool cues right? before they're unwrapped. <laughs> Time to fess up. Are you a sneaker, a shaker, or a waiter when it comes to Christmas presents? Can I make a new category? Sure. Oh, do it. I am an unwrapper. Now, to any of my families listening to this, I no longer unwrap presents and wrap them back up. <laughs> Now I can oh, wait. Boy. You unwrap them and wrap them back up. My older sisters taught me how to do it. So they're really to blame for it. <laughs> but that's what I used to do as a kid. But I've grown up now oh, and good. I tape everything so well that my kids complain when they have to unwrap things Christmas Day. So they're not going to be an unwrapper. So. You say, I know who your mom is. I know what you're capable of. Exactly. And my daughter's enough like me now. I don't want her to be totally like me. <laughs> okay, Tammy, are you a sneaker, a shaker, or a waiter? Or is there someone in your life you want to tell on? My daughter is a total sneaker, and we didn't get wind of it till much later. In fact, when she was in college and found out that while we were at work, as a college student, she was unwrapping the present. Oh. And so we didn't let her know that we knew. <laughs> and we snuck back in and unwrapped them. The big one for her that year was concert tickets. So we took the concert tickets out of the box and just put in a $5 gift card. And so she was acting all excited on Christmas morning. And her face when she opened that box was priceless. That's perfect. That'll learn you. Yeah. That's good parenting right there. It is the time of year. That your phone starts buzzing and you see those text messages from in-laws and extended family saying, hey, what should I get for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got them. Yeah. They always want to know what to get. What do you get the kids for for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? What is, you know, what what do you need for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've I've had that for what should I get for your wife for Christmas? What should I get for your dad? What should Mm -hmm. I get for your brother? All these different suggestions. You, they want to know what to get you for Christmas. That's true. Um. This is the one that I had not gotten before. Oh. When Lindsay's mother called and asked what she should buy for the pets for Christmas. <laughs> she She's made it a tradition when she comes, she's just going to bring gifts for the pets. And like, what, sh- what should I get them? <laughs> I, I mean, I appreciate it. And Lacey's a little hard to buy for right now. She oh, had to have her, her jaw removed so she can't chew on anything right now. I know. If you think that's kind of weird, it, it all works, believe it or not. It all does. But it does. <laughs> I, I'm just not into buying Christmas gifts for pets. What? They don't know it's Christmas. 
Okay. Yes, they do. When everybody do else in the room is sitting around opening gifts and enjoying themselves, the pets know that something's going on, and they also can tell that they've not been invited. I don't think that's true. I, I think you can give a pet a gift any time of year, and, and they'll be that. thrilled, and they will also forget about it 10 minutes later. Uh, <laughs> I can't find any part of that to argue with. It's true. It hurts. <laughs> You know, I guess this is a yearly thing. I just hadn't thought much about it because <laughs> I do it pretty often. I I buy gifts for pets. I just don't think it's worth it because pets pets don't even know that it's Christmas. What do you think, Diana? I just want to tell you that I have a civilian husky and he dope. When I tell him I love you, he give me back. I love you. Oh, oh. he does. He talks to you. Exactly. He talks to me back. He knows when it's Christmas and he knows one of his gifts. Okay. He knows so, which one's his. Oh, yeah. He's patiently wait close to the Christmas tree for his <laughs> gift. And, yep. He patiently waits? Yep. He's feeding and watching us, you know, how we passing Christmas gifts. Yeah. And uh, he's waiting for his. <laughs> I love it. And then what does he do when he gets it? He starts, uh, like, uh, biting the wrap yeah. around the gift. Oh, my you goodness. Know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He and rips it off with his mouth. So exciting. So here's the thing. I think that there is a legitimate reason why I buy Christmas presents for my animals I also like it when people buy Christmas presents for my animals, and I sometimes buy Christmas presents for other people's animals, and this is why. Okay. Because I have teenagers, nay, almost young adults. They don't get excited on Christmas anymore. So if (laughs) I give a Christmas present to Bagel the Beagle or Maggie the Big Fat Mouthy orange tabby cat, especially if it involves catnip and or some kind of a bone, they get excited. And I get to see excitement again (laughs) on Christmas morning because anymore with teenagers and young adults, I have to go find them. I have to drag them out of their beds, drag them to the Christmas tree, and I have to say, act excited. (laughs) Be excited. It's Christmas. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product. Product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.